The preceding message is brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Stay tuned after this message for more information about Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Tunde Akiyemi, Director of Operations, Kingsword Ministries International, Africa. Senior Pastor, Kingsword International Church, Oregon, Ikeja. A teacher of the word with a strong passion in raising men and women who are well equipped to follow God's plans for their lives. He is a chartered accountant by profession. With a Kingsword celebration, please welcome to Seven Days of Glory, our very own pastor, Pastor Tunde Akiyemi. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Is somebody glad to be in the house tonight? Have you been blessed this week? Has God touched you? Has he healed you? Has he encouraged you? Hallelujah. How many people believe tonight is their night? Come on, leave those hands and just give him praise. Give him praise. Give him praise. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we appreciate you for all you've been doing from Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And here we are again on the fifth night. Thank you for all that you have prepared for us. We give you the praise, Father. We give you the glory in the name of Jesus. Come on, someone that is excited, give the Lord a loud shout of praise. Help me look at your neighbor and tell him how tonight is your night. God is going to touch you in such a unique way. And you definitely will not return the same way. Praise the Lord. Fresh and new dimensions of grace will begin to operate in your life like never before. And that will change your story forever. Fresh, it means God will just, you know, many of you, your phone has hanged, your system has hanged, and it doesn't seem to be working. You don't need to buy a new system. You just need to refresh. And the very thing that has not been working for six months will begin to work. Then there are times you actually need to buy a new system. You need to take away the old and bring the new. Fresh and new. Hallelujah. And that's what I want to talk to you about. There is a grace for the next six months. And listen, you have just one assignment in this service tonight. To make sure you connect with that grace that you need for your life. Can I hear a loud amen? amen. The supply side is guaranteed. The grace of God is like the air we breathe. So you don't have to worry about whether there's a supply of grace. There is a supply of grace. Can I hear a loud amen? amen? Your own supply of grace is here. Somebody said, I need healing. The grace that will bring that healing, the supply is here already. Somebody says, I need finances. The grace that will bring that supply is here already. Somebody says, I need a spouse. The grace that will bring that supply is here already. The supply of what you need. As much as you need in whatever dimension you need it so what you need to be focused on is to connect with it and receive it in a sense that's what this whole week has been about anytime we fast and pray and come to church or give or all these things we teach in church we are not doing those things to get God to do what God wants to do. No. This is the beautiful thing about grace. We understand that God has done them already. God did not start. Look at the story of creation. It was after God had put everything in place and the whole world was already complete that God made man. Praise the Lord. That's amazing everything we now enjoy today even the things that were not manifested in genesis 1 like the clothes we wear or the electronic devices we use god had already created them 
inside nature. All the things we needed. Praise God. It wasn't the year that we needed the internet. Or the year they discovered or created the internet that God now said, oh, two years before God now let me invent internet for them. No. Internet was in Genesis 1.1. The cars we ride today, all the things they used to create the car from the metal and all the substance, including the wisdom of man, it was there in Genesis 1. Hallelujah. That has always been how God works. He finishes before he starts. Hallelujah. Our redemption is Christ. In Christ is called a finished work. A finished work. So our prayer doesn't get God to do anything. Our fasting doesn't get God to do anything per se. All these things get is the position us to receive and take advantage of what God has already done. If you're understanding my friend, shout aloud, Amen. amen. That's all. And the day you discover it, you will create internet. Glory be to God. The day you discover it, you create iPad. That's how it works. So I don't know what you are looking for in your life. I want you to know it's already finished. It's already done. And the grace to make it happen is already here. All you need to do is to connect with that grace. And that will be your experience in this meeting in the name of Jesus. Someone that is expectant and knows that you are not going to walk out of this place the same way you came. Lift your hands and give the Lord a loud shout. Hallelujah. So start connecting right now. While Peter yet speak, the Holy Ghost fell on them. You don't have to wear when they finish preaching, when they start praying. That's when, no, somebody say, I'm connecting already. I'm connected already. And I'm receiving whatever it is I need to receive. In the name of Jesus. High five your neighbor and then you can be seated in God's presence. Glory, 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 glory be to God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Father, again we thank you for these seven days of glory. Thank you for bringing us to this fifth day. To this day of grace. A day of fresh impartation of grace for one and all. We ask that you speak your mind to us. Meet us at the very point of our need. At the very levels we are at. And raise us into the people you want us to be. We give you the praise and the glory in the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. How many of us are still fasting? Let me start from there. It's very, very important. Like Pastor Shinwe exerted us, the instructions God gives us are vital. They are the vehicle through which we are able to take advantage of what God has made available for us, is making available for us, and will make available for us. Can I hear a loud amen? amen? It's also important, like I've been sharing all week long, to fast right. I said yesterday, it's not enough to get a car. If you are in need of transportation, that a car arrives hasn't really solved your problem if you don't know how to operate a car. So thank God for the instructions that have come. They are the vehicle that will move us from our current levels to our next levels. It's important you do it right to the best of your ability. You either know how to fast effectively or you don't. Pastor, how do I know whether I know how to fast effectively? Check your life. If you have never fasted and something amazing happened after the fast, it simply means you don't know how to do it yet. Don't condemn yourself. Don't feel bad about yourself. Those things will not solve the problem. What you need is to learn how to fast effectively. And that's why we wrote this little piece of paper. For those of you that are not online in the chat groups, and in the chat groups you have the instructions. Simple steps you can follow, simple scriptures you can study, that you can start learning what you don't know. So you read number one, okay, I got that one covered. Number two, ah, I'm still struggling with this one. Then you, you start working on it by the help and the grace of God. And you just get better. Man, I am not the same person I was on Sunday. 
and I was doing fine on Sunday. Praise the Lord. And by Sunday, you know, this is still day five, two more days to go. I will not be the same person I am today. They said, somebody said, um, is, God told him, God doesn't have to tell me. I'm not ending this fast on Sunday. I have not felt this good in weeks. Spiritually, physically, mentally, emotionally. Man, I'm on a high. Glory be to God. And that tells me somehow, somehow I'm on the right course. I told you that. After two days, he will revive us. If you turn to God like we are turning to God this week, face God, focus on God, after a while, you will start seeing the finger of God in your life. Nobody needs to convince me I'm already blessed. I don't even need to see an alert in my bank account. An alert have entered my bank account. I don't even need to feel anything in my body. Mm -mm. From the way I'm feeling on my inside, I already know something is happening. Glory be to God. Something that wasn't there before the seven days of glory started. That's how you know your own course. That's how you know your own course. So I will say this to anyone and everyone again. If you are still where you are, as at Sunday or Monday when we started this fast, you are missing something somewhere. You are not doing something right somewhere. Don't feel bad or condemned. Check what you need to do. Maybe you just need to do another 30 minutes of prayer. So it's item five on this. Please spend time praying. Like Pastor John said he was led to do today. And it will just trigger something in your life. Glory be to God. We've also looked at somebody that fasted right and got results. Jesus did it. And there are keys we saw in his story. Mark chapter 4, Luke chapter 4. Number one, he was driven by the Spirit to fast. Engage the Holy Ghost in this your fast. Hallelujah. Tap your body and say, Holy Spirit, we are together on this journey. Now, if you don't feel that way, I can't tell you how much I feel the presence of God in this place. I feel the presence of God. I feel the anointing of God. I feel the power of God. I feel the grace of God. It has just been rising and rising night after night, day after day since we started. You should do this thing with the Holy Ghost. Hey, pastor, I don't feel it. Now, there are two categories of people in that place. There are those that it's simply because of your spiritual immaturity. I will explain that in a minute. You're actually doing everything right, but you have not yet trained your senses to know how to recognize the presence of God. So you can't boldly declare that I feel the presence of God, or know what the presence of God is. It's just a matter of growth. The Holy Ghost is actually with you. This is how God explained it to me. I have a six-month-old baby. She eats like the rest of us. She sleeps like the rest of us and all that kind of thing. But if you tell her and say, Oriofer, do you feel full after you eat? And she can't explain it. She's a baby. When I eat, I can tell you whether I'm full or not. She's full quite all right, but she can't describe it. That's how some of us are spiritually. Because we are doing all we know to do, but we just can't fully express it. Praise the Lord. So if you are at a case where you, just, you know that you are new in church, you are new in Christ, don't feel intimidated when we say things like this. Praise the Lord. The other day I was watching Pastor Jimmy was saying that when I, when I announced and testified in church that I've never had a bad day, he thought oh, mm, it doesn't happen. After a while, God brought him into that realm. There is such a life. There is such a life. Praise the Lord. You grow into these things. So there are those that you are actually on course because you are doing all you know to do, but you really can't express it. But then there are those of you, the reason why you are not feeling that way is you are not doing what you need to do. And that's why I remind you of these things every night. Consciously engage the Holy Ghost. This is still day five. It's not too late. It's not too late. I always remind people of the thief on the cross. As long as Jesus had not gone to heaven, there was still hope for that guy. Praise the Lord. Same thing with you. As long as these seven days of glory is still ongoing, there's still hope for you to enjoy everything that God has for you to enjoy. Hallelujah. So get connected. We told you to fast with a goal. Jesus, I want to have total healing this season. Jesus, I want my life to be in order this season. 
Jesus, I want things to be turned around. Have something you are looking towards as you fast and pray. You see, when you do things like that, when God begins to move, nobody is to tell you that God is moving. One major focus I have is ministry and church. The things God has shown me we should do in the next few months. Praise the Lord. I already know God is answering and God is moving with me. So that encourages me for the other areas of my life where it seems I've not even heard from God yet. Do you understand what I'm saying? Fast with a hunger, a thirst, a desire. Don't be casual. Don't be lackadaisical. Don't be distracted by the World Cup. You can check this course after the match. You are not the one playing anyway. Nigeria is out. What's your problem? Focus. A desire to see the things God has spoken to you that you are not seeing yet. These are the things that make these things work. Fast with a goal that at the end of these seven days and in the course of these next six months, I am going to be another man, another woman. When Jesus came back from that 40-day journey, he returned in the power of the Spirit. Glory be to God. Tell somebody I'm returning with something that I did not have when this journey began. Look at somebody and say, my story is changing. When Jesus fasted and he fasted right, and other people in scriptures, their stories changed. I prophesy over you again. Your story will change this season. This is the least you will ever be. God will take you from glory to glory. In the name of Jesus. Are you still catching grace? That's your job in this service. So. Not just to listen to me, but to contact the grace that is available over the house tonight. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. First Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 10. Let's get into what I want to share with us. What God has given me to share. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. And God's grace towards me was not in vain, but I labored more abundantly than they all. Yet not I, but the grace of God which was with me. Anybody in the kingdom of God, from Apostle Paul to any other person you know, that is doing something outstanding in their personal lives in ministry, in the society, they are doing it by the function. Major, major piece of what is happening is the grace of God at work in them. That's what Paul was revealing to us here. All these scriptures I'm writing, of course, he didn't know he was writing scriptures then. All these churches I'm planting, all this traveling ministry, impacting nations, impacting continents healing the sick, all these miracles that happen in my ministry, it is because, predominantly, of the grace of God. That's what that statement means. Anything you see in Dr. K's life, it is because of the grace of God. Anything you see in a Pastor Podju's life, it is because of the grace of God. Anything you see in a Reverend Somi Adetukwasi's life, it is because of the grace of God. Anything you read about in David's life in scriptures, it is because of the grace of God. Hallelujah. So it is the grace of God that makes us. And that's why everyone in this church, under the sound of my voice, involved in these meetings, you must lay hold on the grace of God that you need for the second half of 2018. That's what I want to talk to you about. I, I don't want to talk to you. I want to pronounce it over you. The grace for your second half. Say with me, I take it in the name of Jesus. Now listen, you take it. You receive it. You lay hold on it. You possess it. Hallelujah. You consciously walk in it. It's not something that will be forced on you. You are the one that must come to a place of faith where you realize and recognize God has finished the work 
everything that needs to be done for you to have the grace you need has been done. You are now by faith going to take that grace because you understand the function of grace in your life. That is what is going to make you have a wonderful second half of 2018. Hallelujah. You tell yourself, I'm not going to function without grace. I'm not going to live without grace. I will do whatever it takes for me to do to walk in the grace of God and to see it function in my life, to get results by it, to have manifestations by it. Hallelujah. By the way, that should be one of your goals for these seven days of glory. Praise the Lord. And quite honestly, if you have been walking as you ought to have been walking from Monday, you should have been seeing measures of increase in that grace in your life, like some of us are testifying now. Can I hear a loud amen? amen. There's grace for you for this second half of the year. Specific grace for your life from heaven. Specific grace for your situations and your circumstances. Specific grace. I told you yesterday, in the place of fasting like Jesus, one of the things God does for us is, is he allows us to do mock exam. There is nothing the devil of the world is going to come against you with in the second half of this year that if you will cooperate with the grace of God, you won't be prepared for it already. You won't be prepared for it already. You know the story in, I, think, I believe, Mark chapter 9. Jesus was on the mountain. We call it the mountain of transfiguration, encountering more grace. Praying and seeking God's face. And the Bible said, I mean, his countenance was changed. He was like white. Had an amazing divine encounter. While he was on the mountain, a man that had a sick child brought the children, um, his child to him. That had been possessed by a devil. And the disciples tried to cast the devil out. They couldn't. They had cast devils out before. That's why they tried this one. But all of a sudden, they failed at something they thought they could excel at. And you may be like that. You've tried to do something in your business, tried to do something maritally, tried to do something in ministry. You don't seem to have gotten the results yet. When Jesus came down, they brought the boy to Jesus. And Jesus cast out the devil. And they asked Jesus, and that's what you should do. When you fail, it's not an end. Can I hear a loud amen? amen. It's an opportunity to learn. Glory be to God. This second half of 2018 is a divine opportunity for you to excel in those areas of your life where you seem to have failed in the past. You should be excited about it. Hallelujah. And what we are teaching you is how to prepare well for it. I love that attitude disciples had. Why could we not cast him out? Why could I not pay the bill? Why could I not experience the healing? Why could I not grow the church? Why could I not grow the business? Why did my marriage not work well in the last six months? Why could we not? Jesus gave them two amazing answers. Number one is because of your unbelief. There's something wrong in the way you're walking by faith. And we've learned a lot of things about faith from the different speakers this week. Did somebody pick one or two things from what they taught? The pastor, what you talked about faith? Pastor Kingsley talked about faith. Pastor Somi talked about faith yesterday. So you, you tweak. When you are not getting results, check how you are applying faith. Tweak what you, want, what you want to do. Maybe you are making the kind of mistake Pastor Paul you ask. You think you are in faith when you are really in hope. And you've not learned the process of transcending your hope into faith. Powerful, powerful, powerful truth. Or maybe you are like what Pastor Green said. There are too many clutters in your heart. And though you are trying to bear fruit by faith, because of the things, the negative is accommodated, you are not getting the results. So that gives you the ammunition to go into the second half of 2018. Hallelujah. Better and different. Then he also told them, this kind goeth not out, but what? By prayer and fasting. Amazing. And Quite honestly, that was where their faith failure was. Their faith failure wasn't that they didn't believe they could cast out the demon. They believed that. They actually tried to cast out the demon. But it did not work. What had happened is that they didn't do their seven days of glory well. The time of preparation 
in prayer and fasting that they ought to have done before that they faced that exam, they had not done it. Notice when Jesus told them that. Jesus now said, give me two days. I need to go and fast and pray. Then bring your son back. You notice that's not what happened. After Jesus corrected them, he rebuked the devil immediately. And the demon left. What does that tell us? Jesus had done his own fasting. And Jesus had done his own praying. And in that place of prayer and fasting, he had written that mock exam. God had given him the original that on so, 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 and so day, a man that has a stubborn demon in his son is going to come. And somehow, somehow, the grace and the power of God to end that situation had been given to Jesus in a place of fasting and prayer. That's what times like this are for. Hello, somebody. That's what times, days of glory like this. You prepare for what is ahead. You may not know it. You don't need to know it. The Holy Ghost knows it. Hallelujah. And he will train you, equip you, and impart you with the necessary grace. Hallelujah. So that when the temptation or the challenge comes, you just know what to do. Glory be to God. And you come out in flying colors. That shall be your testimony in this second half of 2018. Hallelujah. Leave those things again and say, I take the grace I need. Ah, no, 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 that's not how to do it. You take it by force. I take the grace I need. Take it with hunger. Take it with desire. I take the grace I need. Listen to me. Because I don't think some of you are hearing what I'm saying. If you don't take necessary grace now, you will make the mistakes disciples make. Exams should be passing. You will be failing them. That will not be your story in Jesus' name. Somebody lift your hands and shout out loud in the time of fasting and prayer. These seven days of glory. I take the grace I need to excel in whatever may come my way in the name of Jesus. So be very sensitive tonight. Be on the edge of your seats. Hallelujah. Grab everything God is throwing your way. And prepare yourself for the glory that is ahead of you. It will be the most glorious six months of your life. Ah, somebody didn't catch that one. It will be the sweetest six months of your life. It will be the best six months of your life. You will prosper like you have never prospered before. You will excel like you have never excelled before. In the name of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. I take the grace I need. Hallelujah. Now, there are three special, specific graces God told me we should believe for. For this second half, particularly. Number one is grace for speed. Speed. Or acceleration. Things will happen faster for you in the second half of 2018. Number two is grace for promotion. Or elevation. I decree it over you again. This is the least you will ever be. In the name of Jesus. You see, those are the moments you take it. You take it. If you have not taken it already. Look, you either know this is the least you will ever be or you don't know. And the grace for this is the least I will ever be is either installed on you or it's not installed in you. You are the one that can tell me. So if it is there, you are just taking it to top up. If it is not there, you grab it like your life depends on it. I decree over someone under the sound of my voice again. This is the least you will ever be in the name of Jesus. Your partner, don't, don't do like the person sitting next to you. They may have been experiencing promotion after promotion. You may be in a situation where you've not been promoted in the last two years. When you hear words like that, with hunger, with desire, with fervency and faith, you take it. Somebody shout, I take it. I take it. These kind of meetings, you don't walk out of this door the same way you came in. And that is on you. Some people think this is on the man of God. No. Some people think it's on God. No. God has done his part. Hallelujah. You need to take the grace that is available. So, there is grace for speed in the second half. There is grace for promotion 
or elevation. Can I hear someone declare boldly, 2018 is my year of divine elevation. Hallelujah. Quite honestly, that should have been installed in your spirit by now. Say it again. 2018 is my year of divine elevation. That's God's word to you. You take it. You take it. There's a grace on that word. And that grace is what makes all the difference. Hallelujah. You have that grace, you fly. You don't have that grace, you may not fly. You shall fly in Jesus' name. The third one is grace for explosion or multiplication. So speed, promotion, and explosion. Or if you want all three of them to rhyme, eleva- I mean, acceleration, elevation, and multiplication. Hallelujah. Now, watch this word very carefully before I drill down on those three. Jude 1 and verse 3. Watch this very carefully. And as we are reading this text, remember what Pastor Paul, you titled the message he brought on Monday. I mean, everyone should have listened to that over and over again. He said, he titled it, The Grace We Call Faith. And what he said is that grace, I mean, faith, what we call faith is also a grace. It's a grace. It's something God gives us. Grace is the favor of God. And what does that mean? The things God does for us or gives to us that we don't earn or qualify for. And you need to understand that faith is also included in that grace. Even though faith is what we use to receive the grace. Spiritual things sometimes are very confusing, complicated, and oxymoronic. We don't have to understand them with our mind. We just need to believe them and take them by revelation. So faith is a kind of grace. So many times when you study scriptures, particularly in a text like this, you can actually interchange them or substitute them. So listen to what Jude said here. Beloved, King's Word people and their friends and family members, Particularly those of you that are waiting on God, seven days of glory, preparing for a better second half. While I was very diligent to write to you concerning the common salvation. Let me talk about that for a moment. We have a common salvation. Hallelujah. We have a common, God doesn't have two different kinds of salvation. He doesn't have two different kinds of grace. The grace Apostle Paul said he had in 1 Corinthians 15.10 is the same grace you have. It is common. Now, its oppression in your life may not be common, but it's still the same thing. We have a common salvation. We have a common faith. We have a common baptism. We have a common grace. We have a common Father. We have a common Holy Ghost. We have a common Word. There is no two, three, four, five different kinds of salvation. Mm. What God gave one, God gave all. Oh, hallelujah. How God saved one, he saved the others. That's why when your neighbor testifies, you should get excited. Because it means God is in the neighborhood. And that means your miracle is next. Shout out loud, we have a common salvation. Oh, we could talk about that all night. But that's where we are going. I found it necessary. Because we have a common salvation to write to you or to preach to you like I'm doing tonight exhorting you to watch that word, those two words, contend earnestly for the faith which was once and for all delivered to the saints. There is a faith or a grace that Christ has given us once and for all. Common faith, common grace. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Let me break it down to where you are. The grace that God gave David is available to you. Hmm, Someone is not getting it yet. The grace that God gave Solomon is available to you. The grace that worked in the life and ministry of Moses is available to you. The grace that God gave Daniel is available to you. 
The grace you see working in Dr. K is available to you. The grace you hear about working in Reverend Victor is available to you. The grace that is opening amazing doors for Reverend George is available to you. Ah, pastor, if that's the case, why is my life like this? Well, the answer is in that text. Are you contending earnestly for it? Or are you just waiting for something to happen? First of all, do you recognize what has been given to you? Praise the Lord. You have been given salvation. You have been given the word of God. You have been given the favor of God. You have been given the power of God. Come on. Come on. But the exhortation, my brother, my sister, is for you and I to contend, not just contend, earnestly. Be hungry for it to work in your life. Desire it. Press into it. Pray for it. Fast for it. Give for it. Until it begins to function in your life. Do whatever God will teach you, lead you, show you to do. Contend earnestly for it. It has been given to you. It has been given to you. So I tell everyone under the sound of my voice, by the authority of God's word and by the power behind what he sent me to declare over you, grace for speed has been given you for the second half of 2018. Grace for promotion has been provided for you for the second half of 2018. Grace for explosion has been made available for you for the second half of this year. In the name of Jesus. And all we are doing this week, showing you, teaching you, encouraging you, is to contend for it. Through your fasting, praying, giving, and every other thing God is asking us to do. And will continue to ask us to do after these seven days are over. Until you begin to see the manifestations of that grace in your life. And you will see them in Jesus' name. Even your enemies will see them. And they will have no, no choice but to say this is the doing of the Lord. And it is marvelous in our eyes. Content for the grace or the faith that God has given you. God said in the second half, I will give grace for speed. Hallelujah. I will give grace for promotion. And I will give grace for multiplication or explosion. Now, you see, our, 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 link, um, our, our vocabulary fails us. Because it's not like God will give it. God has given it. We say it that way because we have to, it's not yet manifested in your life yet. And maybe you've not yet downloaded it yet. Praise the Lord. The real truth is, these things are available for you. Hallelujah. Can I see someone raise their hands and say, I take it, I take it. This is not a watching service, so why Peter yet speak? The grace fell on them. I take it. They are available. Let's talk about speed for the moment. Let's paint some pictures. Luke 18. Jesus was teaching on prayer in Luke 18. And he started by saying, men ought always to pray and not to faint. Please tap two or three people around you. Pray, my friend. <laughs> Listen, God told me, after this of glory, take your prayer to another level in this church. We are a praying church. If you are not praying, you are the one that is the... Um, of course, you are a suspect now. That, that one is clear. You are the outstanding one. This church prays every day. And while we don't require every member to pray corporately with us every day, you should be praying with the church, apart from your personal prayer. Men ought always to pray and not to faint. And he now gave this parable about a woman, a widow, that wanted justice, and there was an unjust judge in a, in a village that refused to give her justice, and the judge kept troubling her, and, I mean, the woman kept troubling the judge, and eventually just said, look, just for my peace, let me give this man what he wants. And in, in Jesus, in, in teaching about that parable, look at what he said in verses 7 and 8. 
Shall not God, who is not an unjust judge, shall not God avenge his own elect who cry out day and night to him? Cry out day and night, he's talking about prayer. Though he bears long with them. So sometimes you have to pray for long. You may not have seen the results in January. Continue to pray in February. And be learning how to improve your prayer. Because sometimes why we don't see the results is not because God is holding back. It's because you are praying amiss. So you didn't see results in April. Continue. He bears long with them. But after a while of bearing long, watch what God does. And this is what God will do for somebody under the sound of my voice. I tell you, somebody say he's speaking to me. That not only will he avenge them, he will avenge them speedily. God can give speed. Or God can do things speedily. It may have been slow from January to June. It may have been slow from 2000 to 2017. But I serve a God of suddenly. Hallelujah. I serve a God of immediately. I serve a now God. And I serve a speedy God. You need to have that image and that understanding about God. He will avenge them speedily. He now asks this rhetorical question. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, shall he find faith on the earth? Will they still be praying? Or will they have thrown in the towel because nothing happened from January to June? Ask your neighbor, which one are you? Tell your other neighbor, I'm the guy that will still be praying. In fact, tell that first neighbor, I'm the guy that I'm doubling my prayer self. Because I now understand God is bringing speed. Oh, yes. Grace for speed. Are you taking it? Isaiah 58. This is one of the things that happens when we fast. It's stated in the scripture. Isaiah 58 is one of the scriptures in your fasting guideline. Tells you what to do while you are fasting. And what God will do when you fast like you ought to fast. Verse 8. Then your light. I, I love it that is light they are using. Do you know how fast light is? Hello. You know when we are referencing speed, we talk about the speed of what? Light. Your light shall break forth like the morning. Somebody shout, I take it. Now, I'm going to stop telling you I take it. You should have figured out the kind of meeting you are on now. When you hear something that is interesting, you, are interested, you take it before I say anything. Because if I keep saying I take it, I won't finish here tonight. Hallelujah. Your light will break forth like the morning. Watch this. Your healing shall spring forth speedily. It is light we are talking about. They use the expression break forth. And they use the expression, spring forth. And on top of all that, they now said, speedily. Things will happen for you speedily this second half. Oh, hallelujah. God showed Jeremiah a vision. In verse 12, Jeremiah 1, 12. God showed him, the Bible said God showed him an almond tree. Then God told him, verse 12, the Lord said to him, what do you see? Hallelujah. Can I ask somebody something? Has God opened your eyes to something this week? Are you sure? Ask your neighbor for me, what do you see? What do you see? What have you seen? Have you seen your healing? Have you seen your prosperity? Have you seen your glorious future? Have you seen your better tomorrow? What do you see? Jeremiah answered because he saw something. Let someone shout, I see something. I have heard something. I understand something. See, when you begin to see what God is showing you, and you begin to hear what God is telling you, and you begin to understand what God has put in your heart, you are positioned for speed. God told him, you have seen well. I prophesy over you, you have seen well. You have seen well. As long as you have seen from the word of the Lord, and by the spirit of the Lord, you have seen well. And that positions you for speed. Now, before we go on, because everybody's shouting, I see, I see now. In case you are not seen, maybe this is your first meeting. In case you are not seen, go and see. By doing all we've been talking about all week long, in the place of fasting, in the place of prayer, in the place of word, your eyes will open. You have seen well. 
for I am ready to perform my word. You see, it's when you see that God performs. When you are blind, nothing happens. May you never be blind another day in your life. Yeah. Let's read that text in the King James. Put it up in the King James. Then said the Lord unto me, that was well seen. I will hasten my word to perform it. That is the grace God is unleashing upon you in this second half. The grace that hastens. Hallelujah. The grace that hastens. Reverend George shared a testimony with us. He said there was one year in a six-month period. The money he made in that six-month period was the money that took him three years to make in previous years. In other words, what he made in January to June of one year was what he made in the previous three years. That is speed. See, when we say speed, we are not saying you should just go on Todd Miller and start running. Mm -mm. We are saying what used to take you six years, it will happen in six months. Yeah. What took ten years will happen in one year. Yeah. What took six months will happen in two days. Yeah. I prophesy over you by the word of the Lord. That shall be your story in the second half of 2018. In the name of Jesus. What has never happened before will happen for you by this time tomorrow. Speed. Speed. So listen, oh, if you see those scriptures we shared, this is where people get confused about the God of speed. Sometimes it's as if God is slow. In the beginning was, um, was um, in the God, God created the heavens and the earth, and the Spirit of God moved over the, over the waters. Nothing was happening. Then suddenly God spoke, and things started happening. And in seven days, God transformed what was dark and void and deep into a beautiful world. God doesn't need seven days to transform your life. He doesn't. Certainly, he doesn't need six months. So don't get bothered when it looks as if nothing is happening. Just tell yourself, God is preparing me. God, see, it's like Joseph for 13 years. He was in Potiphar's house, slave was in prison. It looked as if God had forgotten. But in one night, can I tell somebody something here? That grace upon Joseph is available for you tonight. We have a common salvation. The salvation Joseph experienced is not different from the salvation you have. Will you contend for that kind of speed? The speed of by this time tomorrow. Hallelujah. That's the God we serve. And God told me to tell you this second half, grace for speed is released upon your life. In the name of Jesus. Let's talk about promotion. Promotion. Psalm 75. Please take down these scriptures. Remember what Pastor Paul you taught us? Very important. You take the scriptures and you return them back to God. The scriptures are general. And you are praying and you are meditating and you are confessing and you are fasting and you are waiting on God. Waiting for specific instructions. And God can lead you to something that will transform your life. Where in six months you will make income that used to take you three years to make before. He said in another place, he went for one meeting. I mean, those kind of testimonies, they, 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 for where? He enters like this, he stays inside. Forget what? Your father is the prophecy of your future. He said he went for one meeting. He said, I think he said they gave him $10,000 that meeting. One individual now came and gave him $30,000. He said there was a time in his life that used to take him five years to make that kind of money. He said in another place, one day somebody gave him 100,000 euros. Just recently that he wasn't believing for and praying for. Now, if it used to take you five years to make $30,000, I'm sure it must have taken your whole lifetime or a big portion of your life to make 100,000 euros. In one season, in one meeting, God will give you speed. In the name of Jesus, receive it now. So don't worry if it looks as if things are slow. 
Just tell yourself like Genesis 1 and 2, God is about to speak in my life. I'm telling you, when you hear the voice of God, speed. Somebody shout speed. speed. Not only is there grace for speed, there's grace for what? Promotion. Psalm 75, verses 6 and 7. Exaltation comes neither from the east, nor from the west, nor from the south. But my brother, my sister, be of good cheer. God, your father, is the judge. Tap somebody and say, you have it covered. You have it covered. <laughs> Even if you mess up, your, God, your father will cover you up. Look at what he's telling you here. The person in charge of promotion is your father. And he's a good, good father. He's not a rascal father. He's not an absentee father. He's not a wicked father. What is your problem? What is your problem? Somebody shout, I take it. I take it. Hallelujah. God is the judge. He puts down one, he exalts one. I won't have time for this. I need to begin to close now. 1 Samuel 2, 6 to 8. Read what Anna said about God and promotion. Huh. Amazing. He lifts the poor, sets them among the princes. God will promote you this season. Yeah. You see, one thing I've realized, and this is why I'm sharing these scriptures with you, you need to see. And I'm not just talking seeing with your physical eyes. I'm talking seeing with what your inner eyes, the eyes of your heart. You, now that God has given you a word, so this is something you can focus on. Say with me, speed is coming my way. Promotion is coming my way. Multiplication is coming my way. Daniel had that revelation about God. Let's read Daniel. Daniel 2, verse 20. See, you need this vision, understanding, revelation about God so that you can experience what God has for you. Ah, Jeremiah, you have seen well. And because you have seen well, I will hasten the word you have seen in your life. Daniel saw. The king had a dream. Hey, if you don't interpret, I will kill all of you. Daniel said, give us time. And in one all night of waiting on God, God gave him the answer. Now, watch Daniel's response when God, when God gave him the answer. Daniel answered and said, verse 20. This, this, this is the, he wasn't quoting a scripture. He was speaking from a heart of revelation. This was what drove him to tell them, tell the king to wait. I know a God that can give us the answer when we call on him in prayer. Hallelujah. And when God showed up, like he knew God would show up, he now responded. Blessed be the name of God forever and ever. Wisdom and might are his. He changes times and seasons. He removes kings, pretty much the same thing Anna was saying, and raises up kings. I decree over someone under the sound of my voice. In this second half of 2018, your God will raise you up. Yeah. He will set you among princes. Yeah. He will set you among kings. Yeah. And that grace is unleashed over your life. Yeah. In the name of Jesus. He had that revelation of God. He saw that God could do it. Hallelujah. He also saw other things. He gives wisdom to the wise, knowledge to those that have understanding. He reveals deep and secret things. Daniel knew. Hallelujah. Tap somebody next to you and say, no God, no God, no God. That, we are running a series about that now. No Jesus, no Jesus, no Jesus. And that's what I'm telling you tonight. What God is about to do in your life. And it, 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 it affects the way you carry yourself in prayer. People that don't know God are the ones that don't pray. People that don't know God are the ones that don't fast. People that don't know God are the ones that don't give. Or we know not adhere to instructions. But thank God for a man like this. Hallelujah. And what happened after all, all, all that, when, when he had... Um, 
when he had revealed the secrets and everything, of course, promotion was the end of the day. Look at the uh, verse 45. Hallelujah. In as much, no, no, not there, um, verse, verse 40. Then kingdom God fell on his face after Daniel interpreted the dream, told him he interpreted it. Before Daniel commanded that they should present an offering and incense to him, the king answered Daniel and said, Truly your God is the God of gods. May your life and your testimony bring glory and fame and honor to God. May your life not bring shame and reproach to God. A hidden king fell and gave God glory. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Verse 48, then the king promoted Daniel. Ah, no, they didn't write it twice. Then the king promoted Pastor T. See, you better learn how to do what Jesus did in Luke chapter 4. Open the scripture and see yourself inside. They didn't say the spirit of the Lord is upon Jesus. In that Isaiah 60. Hallelujah. Found himself there. Can somebody see themselves there? Oh, yeah, read it very well. Then the king promoted Pastor Olatunde, Olamide, Akiyemi, before somebody starts claiming Pastor T now. <laughs> Hallelujah. That same grace of Daniel, common salvation, common grace, that grace is upon you now. Contend earnestly for it. See, what was Daniel doing when he and his friends were praying that night? Contending for that grace. We know a God that reveals secrets. We know a God that can promote. We came in as refugees and slaves. Hallelujah. By this time tomorrow, we are running the nation. You see, actually, God told me these three things are interwoven. So what, what did I experience? Speed and promotion. They are interwoven. They are interwoven. It's the same grace. The same grace. When we say grace for speed, speed for is grace. You see, grace is God's favor, unearned, unmerited, undeserved, and it's free. What we are teaching is what grace does. Hallelujah. So, what grace does is speed. What grace does is promotion. What grace does is multiplication. Hallelujah. Let's look at the last one, multiplication. Are you still receiving? Glory be to God. What do we mean by explosion or multiplication? God defined it for me. Two powerful definitions. One, your little is about to become much. Before someone says, I don't understand what you mean by multiplication. Your little... Whether it is money, whether it is anointing, whether it is favor, whether it is open doors, it is about to become much. Yeah. I will say it one more time in case somebody is still interested in taking it. Your little in this second half of 2018, thus saith the Lord, the grace that takes little and makes it much, it is released upon your life in the name of Jesus. Take it. Contend earnestly for it. It's not something that uh, uh, they're going to know. You, you take it. You are the one that makes it show up. You put it on like a cloth. Hallelujah. What else does this mean? I've been sharing this for a few months now. You are moving from the realm of receiving crumbs to owning the bakery. The Syrophoenician woman was an outsider. When Jesus was saying that healing is not for you, she said, no, even dogs can eat crumbs. Now, you see this very many of us. Crumbs heal. And it's good. But don't stay with crumbs, sir. That's not your calling. That's not your destiny. You are the heir. You own the bakery. Hallelujah. Your father is the creator of the bread. The creator of the baker the creator of the baking recipe, why is your life like this? Hallelujah. And you understand that should be in a positive sense. I'm not asking to go and condemn yourself. Say with me from crumbs, not to a loaf. That would have been good. But that's not our calling. We are heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. 
not only do we own the bakery, every bakery in this world, the cattle upon a thousand hills. Say with me, I take it. Explosion. No, this one should even be the easiest because when God is telling you crumbs, the implication is that you are, you, you are already enjoying grace. How many people are already enjoying healing? You are already enjoying it. God is saying, I'm about to multiply the healing you're enjoying. How many people are already enjoying some level of prosperity? God is saying, I'm about to multiply the level of prosperity. How many people have ever enjoyed open doors before? God is saying, I'm about to explode your open doors. From crumbs to owning, not employee of the bakery, not manager of the bakery. Owner. Let me have somebody shout, I'm the owner. I am the heir. The cattle upon a thousand hills. They belong to my father. And I am the heir of my father. And a joint heir with the Lord Jesus Christ. Shout hallelujah if you believe it. You take these things, so not that you just come to church and they're preaching to you. You contend earnestly for them. Hallelujah. Say with me, these things will not remain in the pages of my Bible. They will not remain in my sermon notes. They will not just be for me. Something I come and hear in church. They will be the colors of my life. Evident in my marriage. Evident in my relationships. Evident in my ministry. Evident in my career. Evident in my family. Explosion. In the name of Jesus. Pictures, pictures of explosion. John 6, Jesus was about to feed 5,000. You know the story. They said there is only a little boy here, one boy's lunch. Jesus said, don't worry. In our kingdom, we have something called explosion. Have them sit down. Tap your neighbor and say, settle down, settle down, settle down. Look, tell somebody these six months, you're not going to worry, oh. You are seated in heavenly places like your father. They put their little in Jesus' hands. See, this is a concept of sowing. They put that little boy's lunch in his hands. The Bible said Jesus blessed it and gave thanks. And it multiplied. I love the way the Bible said it. John 6 verse 9. They said there's a lad here with just five barely loaves. You see, barely, barely, barely. Not just barely, barely. You know that's where some people are. Your life is just barely. But God is bringing change for you this season. Five barley loaves <laughs> and two small fish. That's how someone's finances are. It's too, it's too small. Too small. But God is bringing change and transformation your way. What are they among so many? Look at all the bills I have to pay. Look at all the rest of the time. What, what is this my barely and my too small going to do for me? But somebody say, I know Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. I know Jesus. He's a multiplier of what is put in his hands. Verse 11, he took the barely loaves and he took the two small fishes gave thanks and distributed them to the disciples and the disciples to those that were sitting down. And likewise, the two small fish. As much. As much. I love what Pastor Christian said. Stop managing for God. As much as they wanted. That will be the story of your second half. As much joy as you want. As much provision as you want. As much elevation as you want. This is not something that took them to so right in that service. They broke it. See speed there? Hello? And see multiplication there. Isaiah 60, 22. Picture, picture, picture. This, this, you, you flood your heart with these things. A little one shall become a thousand one is becoming a thousand. Your one is becoming a thousand. 
your thousand is becoming a million. Your million is becoming a billion. Explosion. 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 That's what Jesus demonstrated in John chapter 6. That's what Isaiah prophesied in Isaiah 60. Come on salvation. Come on grace. God said the grace to make it happen. I am unleashing it. I have unleashed it over your life. That will be your experience. That will be your testimony. Explosion. One will be a thousand. A small one will become a strong nation. Watch, watch how they go together. Watch explosion and speed. The Lord will hasten it in its time. They go hand in hand. They go hand in hand. Rise on your feet. The last one, Deuteronomy chapter 1 verse 10. I love this. Oh, glory be to God. I love this. Please somebody get on the keyboard for us. Grace is falling. Mercy is falling. Favor is falling. Help is falling. Wisdom is falling. Direction is falling. Turn around anointing is falling. Common salvation. In other words, if it happened before, it can happen again. And if it happened for that brother, it can happen for you. I've told you over and again in these impartation meetings, the grace of Reverend K is your portion. That doesn't mean you have to be a preacher. Your own area may be business. The same way God has helped us in King's World to go global, I prophesy over every businessman and businesswoman here. Your business is going global in the name of Jesus. Come on, salvation. It's come on. You just need to contend for it like Dr. K has been contending for his own for the last 20 years. Common, it's not different. The grace on Reverend Victor's life is the same, available to you. The grace on Reverend George's life, available. The grace of Peter. The preceding message was brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. We are located at Kingsword Auditorium, Etel Avenue, behind NNPC Filling Station, First Bank Bus Stop, off Kudarat Abiola Way, Argun, Lagos. Email kmiafrica at kingsword.org. Telephone 234-810-00-006-40.